Hello and welcome to Above the Clouds, the Angel City podcast with two homies from the Upper Deck. I'm Jeremy Rist. And I'm Kyle Scoble. And we go over all of the team's home games and playoff games. Sometimes that happens. Sometimes you make the playoffs. Sometimes you just fuck around and make the playoffs <laughs> with an interim coach and you turn the season around and, and you, you give the people hope. Lose like two games and two twice in 15 games. I mean, we were the best team points wise since she took over. Yeah. You don't even have to look that stat up. You yeah. just you just know. You yeah. feel that in your bones. And they said it on the broadcast, so that helps too. <laughs> it's nice to get that verified too. You're like, we were nice, right? Yeah. No, I mean, but like best in the league for the last 14 games is it's it's half the season. Yeah. We were the best team for half the season. Yeah. And let's be honest, the playoff game did not go particularly well. No. You know, no. like we were it was pretty la- tame. Not yeah. lame, but tame. Um, it was lame too. Yeah, it was pretty. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we really did. We have it. So, admittedly, we're about a week out, but yeah. I don't really think I can't think back to like a one really good chance we. We were had. like in the 18 one time. There was kind of yeah. like a scrum, and like I think the ball ended up. We I think we logged a shot right after yeah. the sequence, <laughs> but I couldn't tell you who was involved <laughs> in it. And we never really felt particularly dangerous in that no. game, though. I think was the tough part. And they um they neutralized us. They they really attacked us in the way to attack us. Yeah. Um. And they just they held the ball in the midfield. Most of our passes were in our own half. Yeah. And when we aren't a build it out of the back team already, when you force us to do that, we just struggle to get the ball forward. And I think that's kind of exactly what happened. Yeah. It's a tough game too, to really like push the right buttons for Becky, where it was like at zero, zero away, you're not feeling like not confident, but you're not really like, so making like bold substitutions. I did feel like I wanted halftime subs, but I also knew that wasn't coming. So I wasn't going to waste so too hard, much time. Right? Like wanting that it felt, like that but again you know firepower on the bench you want to see them get get a chance but then your starters look like maybe they could make something happen although it wasn't really happening it was just it was a tough game um yeah always tough to play on turf always tough to play in a super empty nfl stadium yeah um you know for that to be what could have potentially been rapino's walk-off game with like no fanfare what a wild way for her career to potentially have ended that night that would have been surreal that would have been crazy yeah um it was just she would have just gone out with with the softest kind of (laughs) fade (laughs) you know it was a memory yeah exactly (laughs) um so yeah wild times but i don't you know I don't think too much about that game honestly and and quickly back to your point about the subs is like it's that it's like kind of the hardest position to be in where you're like zero zero away in a must win game and so yeah. it's like do you rock the boat with a sub right you're not losing but you're not really doing much yeah and it's so it's it's super hard and then if you make the first ballsy move as the manager and it doesn't work out and you haven't locked down that job yet mm-hmm. and yeah you know you're looking like maybe not the person for the moment. I, I don't know. Totally. Um, but ultimately subs did come on. I think they subbed before us though. I think so. Um, and then yeah, subs came on and didn't necessarily change the feel of that game. Like at all. Yeah. They did the first sub, uh, Rose Lavelle. Yeah. <laughs> came on for Quinn. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, both, both teams had some real solid yeah. benches and yeah, totally. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, if that's a best of three series, if that's a best of seven, I do think we have a chance mm-hmm. against that team. We'd beat them earlier in the season. Even a home and away aggregate or something. Yeah, home and away aggregate would could have been nice. Um, yeah, these kind of like just one playoff game. I mean, you know, as as we often talk, Americans just do not do soccer well <laughs> and like do not do the structure of leagues well and do not do playoffs well. And it's hard to really know, you yeah. know, with the conversation about the Challenge Cup and the NWSL mm-hmm. regular season and then mm-hmm. the NWSL postseason, you know, people making fun of the trophies and, yeah, and just how lame they, they do are shield stuff, now. you know, <laughs> but it's like, ain't nobody playing for that shield. Yeah. You know? No, nobody wants that like corporate office trophy that you could have or whatever. It's just not like, what is the valuable thing teams are really going after the, and the challenge cup has a million dollar prize. Right, there's some money there. Yet oftentimes you're playing backups. Yeah, exactly. And like quickly back to like the supporters shield, I'm assuming that's what they call it. Um, or just the shield, but like this is an extremely swingy league and we've shown, we showed that this year mm-hmm. North Carolina was up in second first place for a while. Yeah, true. And so not to discredit it, but it's very easy to get hot and like end somewhere maybe a little higher than you really were over the course of the season. And partially that's because the season is so short mm-hmm. and with the league still being the size that it is. And uh, you mean short in the sense of number of games yeah. played because the season's also long <laughs> in the sense <laughs> of also- like, that's like a year long season. Right. Like, I think we just played a 10 month season. First games in maybe like eight, but still. Yeah. Okay. Hey, I was rounding up. Yeah. Rounding up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Gotta round up when you're making a point. Um, but no, I mean, yeah, I mean, tough, tough end but i i honestly kind of think back on the season as a complete success without a doubt um and you know it's a even taking the first half in at this point it's still a success oh absolutely you know yeah and then it's like if you just take becky's time it's almost a resounding success yeah, yeah. exactly so i mean yeah two losses in 15 16 games um yeah I, yeah and, and so now we've now that we're recording this we've signed becky Becky full-time coach. is back, baby. Do you have the details on the full... Full tweet ahead. Um, actually, I don't know how long the contract was for. That's yeah. a great question. I didn't. I don't know if I saw numbers on that either, yeah. but I'm pretty sure we locked Ange Anderson down for until 2025. Yeah, so it's two seasons. Um, very nice. Yeah. Good move. And so with that, we're probably going to use an expansion protection slot on her. Yeah, because uh, that would just be with the way her season ended, it'd be a ri- super big risk. Yeah, and she definitely elevated the play. I mean, she came in, and um, I think one of my best memories on the season was her Challenge Cup game. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm yeah, not sure you, you were you at that one? No, I yeah. watched it though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that I one was. was I good. remember being in the stadium, like, dude, this. This goalie's legit, you know, for, for there to be kind of like a lot of eyeballs on her. Everybody knew she was young. Yeah. But also people kind of knew that there was a seat up for the taking. And, and Eisenhower had never really made a solid claim on that job right. and instead was just looking like a not so serviceable backup. And so, you know, that spot was there. And, and, and if somebody wanted to come for it, I mean, you'd have to prove on the field yeah. with your play that, 
you could handle that responsibility and she really made a show of it um i went to that post game presser yeah and yeah that's right i remember you texting and, about that and really get the vibe but that yep. was one of the better vibe games totally. of, of the whole season um i i forget who we played but i just know that she saved a pk and what is it was portland could have been could have been portland yeah um, but that was a great memory from the season, man. Totally. One of the, one of the big moments. Yeah. I mean, and Ange is just like, Didi's a very good shot stopper. And I think the shortcomings of her game are more on possession, right? And Ange is able to do the shot stopping. And then her, her passing is really good. Mm-hmm. And she can kick it a lot farther. Yeah. Which... Didi's goal kicks were getting a little scary at some points. Yeah, yeah. So and she I think it wasn't... Just, as the season was grinding on, it was like her fitness level or, or health was just yeah. kind of like, yeah, making that, making totally. playing with the feet even tougher. And um, yeah, Anderson was, Anderson earned that job. So Definitely. it's cool to see her get that. There's a couple just good things as fans that you got to be happy with of like the no brainer to sign Becky, mm-hmm. the no brainer to sign Anderson mm-hmm. and the no, no brainer to get rid of Freya. I mean, obviously yeah. we were beating that drum incredibly loudly, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. maybe a little early for many people's taste, but for sure. like, I mean, ultimately it was like something that had to be done. Yeah. And I remember all those conversations we would have about like, but who's really pulling the trigger? Like I yeah. can't see Natalie Portman picking up the phone and being like, you're fired, <laughs> you know? So it was like, I don't, we didn't know who was going to make that call, how that call was going to get made. Mm-hmm. Was mm-hmm. Angela Hughes like, you know, powerful enough to make that call. If she even felt it was the right decision to make, could she do it? Um, so there were, there were many questions that we had at that point, And, um, you know, ultimately questions that got answered by just like, poof, the move gets made. Yeah. And there still is mystery. I mean, maybe we're waiting for season two of Angel City on HBO to tell us what what that story was or figure out what the behind the scenes was there. I have a feeling we won't be getting that. I don't think so. um, Unfortunately. Yeah. I guess Wrexham's really really locked down the uh, the soccer documentary. (laughs) They do. Um, they do space. Uh, so I quickly looked up, uh, tweeds resigning. Yeah. Technically the team has not announced it. Oh, okay. It's all going off Meg it's r- rumors. Meg yeah. Linehan. I think that's how you pronounce her last name. Meg. We all know who Meg is yeah, on Twitter. Yeah. You, you know who Meg is. Um, and in Meg's tweet, she does not allude to a length. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, we'll see. It's gotta be multi-year though. I can't imagine they're only going to do one year. That would that would feel like unnecessary, a little disrespectful, yeah. Especially if you just locked in Anderson for two. Yeah, it's like be let's, two, let's start two building minimum. something. Yeah, we have on Reef for the next two. Like that kind of seems the the plan is like a two to three year plan, maybe. Yeah. Um yeah. which I'm down with. Yeah, yeah, totally. And then we have an expansion draft at some point. Yeah, with two two new teams coming into the league. Another California team, San Francisco, and Utah. the Utah team is coming back, back um, baby. with that magnificent stadium. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Big question mark about where the San Francisco team will be. I'm guessing San Jose I in think that so. stadium, yeah. but they just didn't want to market them as San Jose. I yeah. Mean, <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll like, see. I don't know. Um, yeah. We'll see. Maybe they try to go where the roots end up playing and it's more of an Oakland vibe. Okay. I could see that. Just we're going to leave Oakland out of the name, but. Yeah, right. We'll see. Yeah. 
I don't even know if the Roots have fully locked down their future home. Yeah. I know they were talking about building a temporary stadium in the parking lot of the Coliseum. Is that where the A's play? I don't know. Wherever the A's play, because they're going to be gone, uh, they want to build a temporary stadium there. Okay. So maybe it's something like that, but I got to imagine they're probably just going to end up in the San Jose Earthquake Stadium. Yeah. You would think that they would have the stadium figured out before signing up. But also I think as we learned through the HBO doc on our very own Angel City, you can have a lot not figured out and start an NWSL team. Yes, you can. Um, Yes, you can. Yeah. But yeah, we'll have the expansion draft. Um, Quick note about the expansion draft and Sarah Gordon. The big reason we probably haven't signed Sarah Gordon is the new teams cannot select free agents. And currently, Sarah Gordon is an unrestricted free agent. So, the you know, the, they'll probably announce her signing afterwards. But at the same time, it's just a little scary because she's unrestricted. And she's good enough that I feel like every team's got to just make a call. I think internationally, they're going to be looking right? at her too. Yeah. Who was the big name? Tullus Joyce got pulled from yeah. Seattle like mid-season to Man over United. to Man United. And totally. I think Sarah Gordon could definitely be getting totally. looks from teams of that caliber. So Hopefully yeah. they don't know who she is, but yeah, right? I, you know, if they pulled Tullus <laughs> Joyce, I think they might be yeah. staring at her too. Um, and yeah, with Europe getting more competitive and with more resources getting poured into those leagues... You do wonder. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still a little bit the Wild West. I mean, let's not even yeah. really act like there's a whole bunch of rhyme or reason about <laughs> like who's doing what or what's getting totally. You know what's what's happening here, but um, yeah, it kind of feels like we are in just kind of like hold your breath and wait. Yeah, you well, know, we don't even know the date of the expansion draft. Yeah, they haven't even just, confirmed it. There's like it's been like vaguely December. Or, or something? December fifteenth is the date I heard because there was some random Utah Royals press release that like mentioned that date. Okay, but it's not been confirmed by anyone. Interesting. So, but December is what yeah. people are saying. So far, not super impressive from the NWSL commissioner on this whole process. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like a little bit, little bit strange for things that are this dramatic and going to impact so many teams and so many fans to kind of be a little bit, yeah. you know, hushed about it. Like obviously they don't have it totally figured out or mm-hmm. else they would be sharing the information and appearing more professional. This feels less professional to kind of hide everything and just kind of assume that you think we, think you have a plan kind of thing of just some like but cool like if you can't ever spell it out like yeah. we'll just be guessing so yeah yeah so it's yeah <laughs> we like don't really know when squads are really going to shape up yeah. except that it's probably closer to the end of the year yeah um so i mean like sav is also free agent um i forget who else maybe jasmine spencer i think we have a couple others so it's like we probably can't really expect to know who we're re-signing until after that. Yeah. Um, because even with the current squad, it's going to be, there's going to be some hard decisions. It's going to be really hard. And, and uh, you know, I don't know, but I almost want to table this this yeah, combo yeah. more for when we when we know. Because I think know we could probably like circularly just be, <laughs> you know, going in this, treading in these waters for like, who knows? Like, I don't know. But let me let me bring it to a conversation topic um, that concerns the whole year. Okay, concerns the team. Okay, um, 
our mess at right back this year absolutely right. held this team back. Like, I think so. What in the world, you know, in, in last off season trading Tyler Lucy for a right back made complete sense. Yeah. I think clearly we made the same mistake again where we traded for an injured player and did right. not know that she was injured. A thing that we had done with Sydney LaRue, mm-hmm. but honestly less injured clearly than right. Merritt Mathias was. And by all accounts, Mathias is a great, right back yeah. and would have absolutely slotted in perfectly. Um, Honestly, Freya might still have a job. <laughs> yeah. Who, who knows? I mean, and, and who knows what that signing was all about? Nobody really ever put their feet to the fire over it. And who made that crucial mistake um, could be Freya could be part of what frayed that relationship mm-hmm. between her and the team. I don't really know, but to play an entire season with no pure right back um, is one out of 11 positions to just kind of always be doing some kind of like patchwork job. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit crazy. I mean, shout out to when you, I thought, I thought of this when you said Jasmine Spencer, cause I was just like, man, yeah. shout out Jazz Spencer, Jazz, really. shout out Allie Riley. They shout did, they out everybody that like there. serious shifts, like yeah. everyone that came in yeah. there and was like, you know, playing out of position and like holding it down, like did a great job, great job from the center backs, kind of keeping things organized and whatnot. Um, that was a tough position for mm-hmm. an entire year of the team to go in. And it's just when, when things like that happen in the off season as a fan, that's what drives me fucking nuts is like y'all are professionals that do this as your job to just like fill gaps in a roster yeah. and to blow an entire position like that. It's not that we didn't provide adequate depth, mm-hmm. like our initial plan to go into a season right. didn't work out. Yeah. Yeah. And that shit stings. I mean, that caps your, 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 or puts an artificial ceiling on the team. Totally. You know, in a way that just kind of like the front office needs to put talent into the building and set the coaches up for success, mm-hmm. not kind of like create massive gaps that the coaches need to like be creative enough to overcome, yeah. you know? So like very wild to, for that to be kind of now that the season's over and all we ever got was knee, 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 knee. Yeah. No so ACL, like, no MCL, no PCL, no like surgery complications. No, even, Kristen press is on social media telling us about every single setback right. that she has. Yeah. Not one update on, on merits condition. I mean, we were like bizarre saga. Never even given an expected return date. Not once. Like you, at the yeah. very least, it's like don't tell me the injury, but you know if it's gonna be two months, three months, like he can say that without while still protecting the player's privacy. And that would make it seem like the injury is small. Yeah. So, you know, we were hesitant to put season-ending injury on Kristen Press, although everyone yeah. and their mom knew that that would be a season-ending injury. Yeah. So hesitant to do that but then also hesitant to ever put that on also because like, Matthias and then she up missed a roster the whole spot. season yeah it frees up a roster spot like yeah, there's, there's that, a benefit to that there is there's there's roster implications with that decision and then we could have just signed a right back fresh out of you know someone like someone's looking for a job there aren't that many pro teams you're telling in, me you're telling me there's not a girl that can come in and play that there's absolutely a girl yeah. that can come in and play it's that like, I mean just like yeah. pick from any top 25 college Program Dude, that we just got graduated Megan Reed, right We got back. Megan Reed last year from a semi-pro squad. Go right back like, to that semi-pro <laughs> squad. She worked <laughs> you, out. You Does me Megan we, have any friends? Yeah, like, you're telling me we can't find another player of that? So, um, yeah. Uh, it's it's pretty mind-blowing. Bizarre saga. Yeah, it is bizarre. It, bizarre. Saga. it is bizarre. <laughs> it's like a fever dream. Like, did we actually sign that player? 
Also, I think she's actually a free agent, right? Yeah, she, I think it was like a one-year deal. Yeah, yeah. she is, because I saw her on that list. I was yeah, like, yeah. imagine not signing, signing Merritt, Merritt yeah. Matthias. And that yeah, would haven't be, we kind of committed to re-signing her? <laughs> I mean, uh, she's number one on my list of re-signing because I'm just like, dying to see get something. her on the field in an Angel City jersey. <laughs> I need to see this. Like, I can't, I can't believe that. And then like, to rub salt into the wound, Tyler Lucy had a great season in, Dude, in North Carolina balled. and scored a bunch of goals. <laughs> she like, balled. You know, because she is a good player, and you know, we asked her to play right back. She did. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, yeah, Mary Matthias, free agents. Here, here's so, our yeah. list of free agents, just real quick. Yeah, hit me, Gordon. Which you know about Simone? It's a bummer coming off an Achilles. Yeah, we'll see. Danny, Sav, Elizabeth, Eddie, and Merritt. So I could only see us signing back like uh, one or. Two of those, like honestly, wouldn't surprise. Well, three: Gordon, Sav, and Merritt, and then maybe Danny, depending on roster and what their plans are. But, but yeah, the right back sitch has to be dealt with. I mean, at the very least, we got to draft a right back. Yeah, well, I mean, we, you we know, need like, a, like, a warm body that's yeah. played the position. Yeah, we need someone there. Yeah, even if we spring Merritt back. We, yeah. need, we need another right back. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because, yeah. Did she just Kyrie us the whole year? Was she just like out, like just kind of not feeling it, you know? Or like. She was I, feeling the runway. She has, she's got good socials going. Wow. Yeah, I didn't even follow her on, on social media. That's funny. She's at the ESPYs and stuff. I mean, she's at the stuff that all the Angel City women are at. It's yeah. not like she's out there calivanting more than anyone else. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but yeah. Bizarre, <laughs> utterly bizarre. Um, yeah, what what do you got? What what was another like kind of big storyline for you this season, or something you enjoyed or or didn't enjoy? Sometimes that's even more fun to discuss, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. I mean, I think right back is like the big kind of you know elephant in the room of like what's going on there. Yeah, you know, up until like what was it yesterday that Ange got resigned? That was kind of the other big thing I was going to say is like goalie, goalie. Yeah, like, sure. is it Ange or the you know what's the plan? And I feel like yeah. it was going to be Ange after it, but like seeing them commit to that uh, is cool. Yeah, and good. Yeah, um, I think everyone was pretty happy with that. I didn't really see anyone complaining. No, how could yeah. you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, other than that, well, I guess the announcers were like real hard on Anderson after a couple after like a giveaway led to a goal. I think for. Portland or somebody, mm-hmm. one of the one of the last games. Um, one of her, yeah, I felt like the commentators were really like getting on her real hard, and I was like, "You guys don't realize this is still way better than <laughs> <laughs> what you know." Like I don't know. No, um, she looked really good for a rookie. Yeah, she looked really good for a rookie. Yeah. Other than that, it's a little hard again with the expansion draft. Like, how do we come out of that? Who do we lose? Do we trade for protections? Like, it's a little hard to say other needs you know i i well, think i know i know what one need that you think <laughs> i'd maybe cut you off and you were you about to say attacking mid i was gonna say we need someone else that can really push sav yeah um, someone to push sav yeah. i think she did really come on really strong at the end she did yeah. and she looked really good at the end especially yeah. against portland yeah i really think that was her best game for us oh for sure and she's had multi-goal games for us and i would still take that performance over those yeah um so if that's what that's we can five, do the five one game. Yeah. yeah 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 
And even the Houston game, those last two games, last I really two, think yeah. we looked different. Say. We kind of turned a corner there. It felt like those last two games with Becky. Yeah, yeah. And that's, I think, what also makes the the rain game kind of sting that much more. Yeah. Is we really felt like we were turning a corner and we'd kind of figured it out. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like, if if we can get that as our standard, I'm I'm fine with Sav at that point. Yeah. Um, I still think we want someone that can challenge her. I think having your center attacking mid be that irreplaceable is dangerous. Yeah. Cause we really do change if she comes off the field. Mm-hmm. So are we constantly practicing this other style? You know, like kind of what's the plan there? So I would like to see that. And maybe it's just Camberos getting a little time there. You know, we've said it, I think other people have said it that she looks like she could be comfortable in the middle, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's a little hard to say with how well she played at the end there. And I got to give her props for that. Yeah. Yeah. I really do. It's a big moment. It was. Like, she really looked different. She was way more involved. She was playing quicker. And that's always been my biggest knock against her was the speed of play. Yeah, for sure. So, Sav, you did it. Well, yeah. And then there's my biggest knock on her, which is turnovers. Turnovers are real, especially as a team that doesn't hold the ball. And that's where it kind of goes back to our style thing with her. Is like, she's a good player. Does she fit our squad great Mm -hmm. and i still think there's a debate there even with her playing better um well to jump off that to asking you to analyze another player with a similar i think large question mark looming over her and where she fits with the team and what her role is kind of a wild year for Alyssa thompson no yeah yeah i mean ending the year looking like she's a really solid bench player to Mm -hmm. come off the bench not start right starting the year scoring in about the first like five minutes of her first game the first 10 minutes of her second game yeah she was like on fire another one of my favorite moments of the year was that early that first regular season game where she scored kind of chipped the goalie totally place was going nuts um totally you know great moment and it kind of felt like we have the LeBron James of right. women's soccer like totally. here and but she kind of plateaued a little bit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. took that momentum she into did. the World Cup got zero burn from fucking punk ass Flatco um, you know could she have done more with the minutes that Megan Rapino got absolutely yes there's nothing you could tell me to change my mind <laughs> with that I mean hindsight 2020 seeing Rap- sure. Rapino absolutely you know just be a net net negative on that um shocking but i also don't think it's that wild that vlatko tried that i just think it's that wild that rapino didn't show up like that for for that world cup yeah i think not crazy to think she could do it but pino specifically yeah i agree with that crazy yeah um no but i think this is a great point is like and i think the fan base was kind of saying it too on twitter was like she shouldn't be starting at this point in time, you know? And um, I will say it felt like she kind of took a head on though. Because when she came on, she still went super hard. It like didn't feel like she was sulking. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Very impressive for a young player like that. Totally. Number one overall pick onto a World Cup. Yeah. yeah. It could have been really easy to kind of just get in her own head and like Gio Reyna it. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. You remember the little Twitter squabble I got in where someone was yeah, like, just because yeah, yeah. she's number one overall doesn't mean you play her. And I was like, oh, I mean, that's a good point. But like, damn, like, are we really having this much talent coming off the bench? But, yeah. you know, then when, when the results start coming in, I mean, I'm not going to argue with. With Becky, it's a lot different. Yeah. 
not again to harp on Freya, but she was just so reluctant with those subs. And so it's yeah. like, if you weren't in the starting squad, it was just so hard for you to get a real chance to break in mm-hmm. with Becky, especially on those wide attackers. She'll rotate them and she'll play yeah. the hot hand, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's so much easier to come off the bench then. Yeah. And that goes back to all the players have talked about culture and practice with Becky and yeah. how much better it is, right? Oh, yeah. Those are clear shots yeah. at the previous administration. Right. If we don't want to. And it just speaks to how much she clearly values subs. Yeah. You know? And like, you always think, I always think back to kind of like Rafa Benitez is like the notorious rotator who can't stick to his same starting lineup. And like, I don't think we need to be going there, but like, I could totally see a scenario where Emsley, Camberos, and Thompson and Endo are kind of just rotating based on who's hot and how they're matching up against the other team. Yeah. And I don't think that starting is necessarily means you're the first choice at that position with Becky. And I think that's awesome. Yeah, and finishing strong oftentimes can be the most important thing. I mean, we right. saw that, unfortunately, in the playoff game that we lost was kind of like, yeah, we didn't finish strong, you know. Totally. Um, we never put one on on goal. We never really, like, tested the goalie. Time was ticking away. I think mm-hmm. we were kind of starting to think about PKs. Yeah. You know, yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah. wondering, like, oh, wow, that's going to be kind of wild, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, but got to play to the whistle you got to you got to finish also, strong and that rain goal was great yeah it's good like, cross good that was well-timed. a bomb like jump and <laughs> yeah. her. she like timed that perfectly yeah 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 um so props to that but but also quickly back to becky rotating and stuff it it feels almost like becky's the kind of coach you want to be on the field at the end of the game yeah like, like an nba that, guy yeah like you know? that says who's the number one roster yeah. yeah you yeah, know because yeah. she's thinking much more full game yeah rather than just put our best players or our best 11 out yeah um so so yeah so like to end and that's also kind of like there. showing your hand isn't it a little bit like when you it's, when you're, you're constantly putting your best 11 on the field and telling your team that that's the best 11 exactly and, you and know, that's also why yeah. it's hard to make that first sub away zero zero because the home yeah. team can immediately adjust to negate that first change you've made yeah and so you kind of almost need to call the bluff and force them to do it yeah. so then you know how, how you're going to do the big yeah. yeah you know just and I think that also is what was in Becky's mind on why she was hesitating to do that first sub. yeah because she wanted to see like is Rose coming on yeah like, is, yeah is she not? And, and Rose came on and then we made a sub like two minutes later yeah so I we, also we, think <laughs> those subs would have been made with the, those exact players probably mm-hmm. so yeah you're right you know because yeah, I think yeah, she, yeah. she straight up brought on like Alyssa Alyssa and Endo, and, and then shortly Jasmine. thereafter, Jasmine. Yeah, and that's yeah, you're right. That's the three that are gonna. But I, I like what you're saying there, though. Thank you. That makes sense to me. Thank you. That makes sense. Um, all right, let's take a little break and refill these wine glasses, and we will come back discussing some more of the uh, second season. Damn. Recap. I know we're recapping season two. I mean, well, we can do a little like where were we last year after the break? <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> And we are back discussing the super fun second season of our Angel City Angels FC. And uh, 
Kyle is going to take us back to kind of where we yeah, were where, last where were year. We last year, where were we? That's like the clouds going away. Last year, we were a little down. We had gotten beaten at home on the final game. But our whole thing was we wanted to have competitive games at the end of the year as an expansion team. So that, that was, was kind on our of list our, to Santa. Yeah, that was our saving grace for the season was yeah. we lost at home, but you know we had the opportunity. And we pretty much were in the exact same scenario this year. We needed yeah. to have games go our way, but there was enough options that we kind of knew it would go our way. Yeah. And, and then we fucking smashed face. I mean, yeah. like resoundingly. Yeah. Like we turned a corner that game. Yeah. And so like that's just such a great year on year increase. Yeah, to have our destiny in our hands kind yeah. of like both years, but one year we just shit the bed at home and like muster no goals and lose right? to a shit team. And then the next year we score all the goals against the top team. All the goals and like we were all going into it being like, Oh, it's gonna be a close game, but like we think we could do it. Yeah. And last year we were like, I don't know if we can do it. Like, yeah. even though it was at home, we were all still like, yeah, we were if like, they Man. score first, we're screwed. That was like yeah. our whole thing last year. And yeah. they scored first and then we were screwed. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's really nice to think back to last year and just the growth. <laughs> yeah. And the confidence in the team. Yeah. The confidence the team has in itself. Yeah. And, and like the other thing too is like, I mean, Madison Hammond made a huge, huge step forward this year, I think. Yeah, I think so too. I think yeah. it, it took towards the, towards the second half the season, but yeah. I think she got there and she really feels comfortable in that center mid position now. The Becky half. I think there was yeah. a moment where it looked like maybe she was losing that job again to mm -hmm. Danny. Yeah. Um, to yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. And there's a couple games. Then came back and won it back. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she was getting like good hockey assists, the pass before the assist kind of stuff. Yeah. So, like, that's great. You know, I think, I do think Endo improved. I don't think statistically it really shows, but she feels a little more sure of herself on the ball and just like she is like more confident in holding the ball for a second than passing. I'm trying to think who else improved year over year for us. I mean, Sarah Gordon did, but Sarah Gordon was, <laughs> was, was insane to kind of watch her really grow into it and stuff. And then I think Paige had a better year this year and Paige had a good first year. Yeah. Yeah. Paige was a rock. Um, Megan Reed maybe a little bit less effective this year, yeah. but you know, still great depth piece to yeah. have. And um, I still really just want to see the three of them back there. I would love to see that. Um, I think that would be really tough. Like Meg would bring that that toughness that that backline would, I think, could use at times. Yeah. But it never really came to bite us too bad. It didn't. It, yeah, you're um, right. It, like it didn't. It like didn't name bite a us team that we played where you felt bullied. Right. You know, like man, their forwards are real, like physically imposing on us. No, that didn't happen. No, totally. Uh, but at the same time, never ever going to complain about having an imposing center back that's going to fuck you up. Yeah. Yeah. Like always always down for that yeah and i think you know what the team needed that becky brought it's so nice to be reminded that like intangibles matter mm -hmm. and that like effort and hustle and toughness and all these kind of things it's like it's still a backyard game totally. at the end of the day all sports really are yeah you know that's actually a great point it really was a back to like sports basics yeah, it was like, hey, remember when you'd play pickup and you wanted to beat these other kids real bad and your pride was on the line? Like, we got back to that yeah. somehow. And, and just play fucking you know, hard. Yeah. And like, again, back to the players, they talked about how much harder and more competitive practice became. Yeah. 
it was like a proving ground. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The game's the reward. Yeah. Instead of practice being the like, this is fun. Yeah. <laughs> or chill or whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. So, um, and then obviously MA made a huge step forward. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we haven't even mentioned her yet. I mean, that was that was such Miss a season US from her. US Women's National Team. Yeah, exactly. Two call-ups in a row. Two call-ups, you know. Yeah, looking like she's going to be in camps moving forward from here on out. We signed her to a contract middle of the season. Yeah, yeah, we locked, locked her down. Yep, totally. Um, That would be real terrible to see her go to after, you know, watching I a know. player kind of emerge and kind of really come into her own. Becky also showed a lot of belief in her. Definitely. Um, even in times where I was like, I don't quite see it. Right. Yeah. Um, well, she had the rough start with the PKs that she gave up. Yeah. And then she, wasn't she involved in another PK like two games later? Yeah, there were there were PKs and there were kind of like... Yeah, but even, even those, I guess, when you look back on them, it's like people fouling means that they're being too aggressive. Right. Our defenders being too aggressive is a problem but you can teach how to not foul and you can kind of tell them, you know, fall back a little bit. Almost like the worst problem is when they're not aggressive enough. When they're just getting torched to inside the like, 18 and yeah, it's like, where the fuck were you? Yeah, yeah. And, and it's kind of like, well then... I'd rather I'd rather be mad about a dumb foul than getting embarrassed. Yeah. Um, and her ability to get into the attack yeah. and, and join in and, and, you know, so many goals towards the later half of the season came from the left side, yeah. came from her streaking down, you know, whether it was like ripping shots that were crosses or, you know, like just putting them on frame. I mean, she, she did it all for us down the left side and made that, you know, really kind of like her thing, you mm -hmm. know, was kind of like defense and getting into the attack and looks like totally fit enough to make that, yes. that long run up and down. Yeah, she's you know. athletic enough and has the speed to be able to do that, Yeah, right? It's not this like, okay, don't always go bombing forward. or Like, yeah. like I'm not nervous seeing her bomb forward. Yeah, she and, covers ground. Yeah, yeah, and that's a huge testament to her. Yeah, um, and now with the national team call-up, like, her confidence is right there with all the best players in the country. Yeah. Like, there's not a forward that she's afraid to go yeah. up against. Exactly. I mean, like, seeing her go up against, like, Sophia Smith. Yeah. And... I mean, like ev all the top players, all mm -hmm. the all the staples of the national Dude, team. Some of her best games are against the Wave. Yeah, <laughs> the number one team in the league. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, no, without a doubt. Yeah, that's a great great discovery on the season. Was yeah. like her. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's crazy. I I didn't I didn't totally see it at first. I was like I was wondering about that. I was just kind of like I'm not exactly sure why she's playing over Allie Riley. That was my thing. Yeah, you know. But that's an extremely like, valid Shit. statement. Yeah, Allie's our captain. Yeah, she, and like, was Ma really good enough to move her from the left to the right? I was like, why not Ma on the right? You mm -hmm. know. But, um, I mean, yeah. Ultimately, with hindsight, that was the right call. Yeah, you know, I Allie so. did. Allie did totally adequate on the right side with a little help from Jazz Spencer. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and and we patchworked it up and made it made it happen. Yeah. <laughs> it was a patchwork back there. <laughs> yeah. We got creative. You know, we got we got our hands dirty. One player I am really curious about is Mackenzie Pluck. Who we never really saw. We never really saw. Yeah. And I'm bummed about that. Um Sounds like she's a good player and she comes from a great school. <laughs> but just like irregardless of your attachment to Duke. Yeah. Duke's one of the most history or history storied women's programs. I I love you saying that. Yeah, you know? we're really 
rivals with maybe the most storied, yeah. uh, you know, program, but we, we do, we do pretty well. We yes. often come in second place, um, <laughs> you know, but it is, but she's like their leader in minutes ever. Yeah. But like you pointed out that the practices were that intense and mm-hmm. that, that I just think she didn't win a spot. Yeah. She didn't win any minutes. And so I totally. think, you know, it's hard to like, like I can't compliment her discovering M.A. Vignola and, and deciding that's a person that needs all these minutes and then wondering why Pluck oh, yeah. didn't, you know, it's like, that's fair. I think I, I would just like, I trust in Becky at this yeah. point, you Definitely know, like trust put Becky it on a coin, you yeah. know, <laughs> like in Becky we trust. <laughs> exactly. I mean, like, you WWBD. Know. Yeah, exactly. What would Becky do? What would Becky do? I ask myself that every morning, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting to see. Um, I'm also kind of curious about Keijo. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say Sid LaRue, but let's Sid. talk on Keijo. Different, different curiousness about them. Yeah. I mean, she kind of fell off at the end of the season. It felt like, yeah, it fell out of it favor. It was hard for her to get minutes. Yeah. Um, and in the early part, she was kind of that crafty vet we needed. It felt like, yeah. Um, her late goal at Orlando, at Orlando. is very uh, memorable. Totally. And like, know. she's one of the an Orlando team who was fucking good, yeah. man. I mean, that team when they came to town. Um, the goal that that girl scored with the ball dropping from the heavens was insane. (laughs) Insane. I forgot about that. That's that's the second craziest goal besides the June goal that got called back. And I'm still most upset about that on the fucking season. We're not going to forget about that. I'm never going to forget about that. We'll be bringing it up in season five. That was the most bullshit VAR review I've ever Uh, seen only for the latter half of the season for VAR to not exist in the league. Yeah. It like completely went. Yeah. You remember McCaskill laying on the ground like after getting (laughs) touched by Bixby? Yeah. You know, like we didn't even look at it. Not even, even look yeah, at it. Not even but we had time review. to watch Kelly O'Hara get fouled an hour before June Endo. <laughs> like that was just, I'm still uh, unbelievable. But also that, that Orlando game was something. Um, yeah. Anyway, we'll, we'll, maybe we'll get to that later. But anyway, Kjo. I'm curious what role she's going to continue to have. Yeah, I mean, I think the sub that comes in and tries to get her head on a corner. I mean, mm-hmm. there were there was times like if we're down, yeah, 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 and and I think that's even like she got on the field in the rain game at the she did she was the last one end. Yeah. yeah she was her last sub um, yeah just height I think one mm-hmm. thing that we need to have happen if if this coach ball guy is doing the corner kicks we need to have somebody else doing the corner kicks like or or the strategy behind we the need corner a new kicks. special teams I mean, coach we need a new special teams coach for sure. Because these corners are just getting depressing. I know we got to fucking score in the like, corner. That's got to be like part of our year goals for next year. Yeah. We're going to score on set pieces. Yeah. We, we, we simply have to, if we continue to get them at the rate we do. Right. Uh, but it's almost like it's in the plan of these other teams to be like, it's all, it's all good. Just yeah, give them yeah, yeah. corners because they're like not dangerous yeah. at all. And, and power and so to like, them. Yeah. We, we have double digit corners almost like most games with like not a single stat being logged from it. Going back and watching that Netflix doc on Beckham, mm-hmm. like how many fucking highlights in that show <laughs> were just like, and then we, you know, we really needed a goal and then, oh yeah, we just scored on a corner and then like, oh my God, we like scored on another corner and then like we're, they're showing another <laughs> highlight so and someone's scoring on a corner. It's like corner kicks are supposed to be 
like an advantage yeah. where you're like likely scoring from, but are, you know, and it's not even that service is the problem. That's no. the wild thing. So Emsley, Claire did a great job on corners yeah. to be like quite frank. Yeah. I she think can hit them. And like, good. if not her, Lebahan was putting yeah. them in pretty well. I mean, well. we could just keep having her run across both ends of the field. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Claire, you had to do that much running from side to side for those corners. Yeah. Genuinely, <laughs> genuinely disappointed. Um, that is such a bummer, but yeah, man, we got to do something better there. I think she is the answer there. Um, but with her not really playing like that, we just don't have any targets in the air. Yeah. And our center backs aren't really doing it. You know, mm -hmm. I think typically you would think maybe like center backs would be eager yeah. to get their head on it. That's not Sarah Gordon's game. It's not really Nielsen's game. Nielsen's like um, kind of a volley girl. She, she would definitely prefer to volley it. Yeah. And she has. Um, and like, you know, LaRue's not really going to get her head on that. Mm -hmm. McCaskill's not. I mean, everybody that's like Weatherholt, definitely not, you know. Um, <laughs> Henri feels tall enough, but it doesn't seem like it's her style. I don't think style. she likes heading yeah. either, you yeah, know. Yeah, it's not really um, her thing. So, yeah, I think, I think she fills a gap there well, but it's kind of like whose minutes is she taking to, yeah. to do that? Like if anything, I'd say maybe like Hammond is the one maybe on the bubble. Right. But I don't know if I want like KJO playing that Hammond role yeah. like Hammond did so well and and was like such a good fit yeah. there in the midfield. So um, yeah, it is. It's a tough. It's a tough spot for her for sure. Yeah, but also not a bad place to be. I mean, you're you're really close to starting, um, and you know you're in LA. But I know she's got boyfriend up in Sacramento, and people Ooh, are thinking unaware. maybe. She will be going to the San Francisco team. Wow. Um, the other but one that's that also assuming logic yeah. in this whole process, <laughs> right? which I think is maybe the wrong thing right. to assume. The other thing that's a little scary is Megan Reed's from the Bay. Again, like I'm not going to assume logic in this in this <laughs> process. You know? I feign ignorance. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, like this is like an organization interested in like people feeling good and being happy about where they're playing. I yeah. just don't, I'm, I'm going to sell that, <laughs> you know, I'm not buying. Um, Let's talk LaRue. Yeah. LaRue. LaRue. LaRue's an interesting one because she had some kind of just MIA games. Yeah. She really did at the end of the season. Yeah. Where it was like, damn, you've been on for 70 minutes and we haven't said your name once. Right. Right. And that's tough for a center forward. Yeah. Even if it's just like they're missing chances, they're at least getting, you know, like yeah. that. Yeah, it was weird. And I don't know if I 100% blame her. Yeah. Because we don't provide a lot of crosses. Yeah, sure. It's kind of got to be like a streaking near post run or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, I do think when Leiba Han was forward in that same kind of spot, she was much more involved. Yeah, and granted, you're more, just more noticeable yeah. with the layoff and like combination. And granted, she's stuff, a midfielder, you know. so she's going to be a lot more comfortable on the ball. But she yeah. was still finding the ball. I think yeah. that's the part that I was a little perplexed by, because like Larue's good. She's a good passer. Yeah, she's. We also, should still be trying to play her good with and capable layoff like player. Capable that's layoff not, and like, look, she's maybe lost a step, but she's not slow. Like yeah. slot her in every once in a while. Keep the yeah, center yeah. backs honest. It yeah. didn't feel like we were kind of using her running off a center back shoulder ever. No. And then it, the game gets a lot easier for the center backs at that point. 
Yeah. Um, it gets a lot easier for them. And yeah, sometimes yeah. you just need to do stuff to make it harder for the defense. And they're just constantly looking. Yeah. You know, even if it's not like, okay, we're going to get a goal here. It's like, hey, this run's still open. If you leave it open, I'm going to take it. Right. So I don't know. But again, I don't know if I can really blame her 100% because we're not holding the ball a ton, right? Yeah. And, and so because then, then she scored a legit bicycle kick. Yeah, and then and, she scored a fucking yeah. great bicycle and kick. Like, you know, that bicycle kick with her, like, you know, celebrity social media presence, oh like LA fit, UCLA background oh is like, God. I mean, you are the forward that needs to be at Angel City. And yeah. like, you know, also talk about playing hard. I mean, she's cracking her ribs. Dude. She's like running through. I mean, that, that girl will play through injury, like no mm -hmm. problem. Without um, a doubt. One of the toughest players, like toughest forward you know, like forwards don't normally have that bulldog kind of mentality, yeah. but she is, um, I love the grit. I love the tenacity. Totally. Um, I do want more. You mentioned like her, like when we're not putting in enough crosses and like, she's not getting on the end of crosses. There, there were times this season that I did feel kind of like that going to our like corner kick issues. Mm -hmm. Like there's just kind of this timing thing you know, like what the rain got correct in the right. playoff game that they scored on us with where like service, timed run, timed jump, like, like the, the you know, Canberra's, powerful header. The Canberra's header goal yeah. against Portland, like yeah. that's the perfectly timed run. And well, but I mean, even that actually, it's not really like if you, if you remember that play, like there was still a split second too, where it's like, there is this just kind of big question mark about what is actually happening mm -hmm. here. And we're kind of like down in their box with the ball. Yes, this is good. But there's a lot of standing happening and people just kind of being like, well, I think Emsley was waiting for a like run. Reacting to it and yeah. then just kind of lobbed it up almost, you know, like, I yeah, I did feel like we were missing a forward that wants to like, demand the ball on their near post run so right. aggressively that it draws defenders and maybe sets up a far post run yeah. from somebody else. Or like, you know, those awesome times where you see two forwards kind of like curl and mix yeah. and like one is clearly, you know, anytime a forward like that is wide open, it's because the other forwards making a run. Yeah. And, and that's exactly it is like, we need to be making those runs to make the other run open. Right. And sometimes it's just about making the defenders move. So I think that's a great point. I saw that very infrequently, you yeah. know, from from LaRue, from other players, like from from almost most of our forwards. And through Emsley and Endo and Thompson and Kim Barros, like our wingers are are getting to the end line and putting crosses in. It's mm -hmm. absolutely happening. You know, there just wasn't like a lot of times, and I think we would say it on multiple episodes of just like, I think we need a nine. Yeah. We need a number nine. And, you know, Lebahan stepped in, you know, on a patchwork kind of thing, yeah. you know, and, and did very, admirably. you know, and she, f she figured out like, Hey, there's a gap, you know, in this team. And like, maybe, maybe this is my moment. Maybe this yeah. is what I can do. And, and did play very well in that position. I'd still like to bring her back just from her like flexibility. Yeah, now. totally. Um, totally. Definitely believe in her as a player. Um, I think yeah. in her future, I could see Thompson being more central than wide. Yeah, I could see that. For I sure. could see that. I just don't know if she's at that point right now. She got the assist kind of more centrally in the friendly that they played against Columbia yep. most and, recently. And her assist 
uh, to Endo against the Portland game was her coming into the middle. Yeah. So I think it's I think it could be there. Yeah. Um, I think she's got to bulk up a little. <laughs> and I think part of it is just like having a feel for the game, right? Yeah. And she definitely has that natural instinct, but being a center forward and kind of where you are off the shoulder is a little more nuanced. And so maybe it takes a year or two. But I could see Thompson getting there at some point in her career. Over like an Endo or a Camberos. I could see Emsley being a second forward in like a two forward setup. I don't necessarily see Emsley as like a single forward, right? I see Alyssa Thompson as like Ashley Sanchez mm. faster. Yeah. A little more like second forward. Yeah. 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 She would do great with that space. Like I think, I think she'd kill that. Um, I not mean, to shit, not to take shine away from our our girl Emsley who was awesome this year. Emsley and, was you know, borderline kind of the low key team MVP. I think she was. If she got that, that would be not weird. No, I don't know who got it. Um, I don't know either. Or even if that's a smart award to give out. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I guess how good is Becky doing with this locker room? <laughs> like, how how much do you want to push it? You know, but yeah, I mean, between like running from corner to corner, sponsored by Cedar Sinai, to you still know, the best sponsorship in soccer. <laughs> absolutely, most lucrative, most you know. lucrative sponsorship in soccer. I don't even know what they do except for sponsor corners. <laughs> They're professional um, corner sponsors. Yeah, that's a crazy <laughs> niche like company to kind of have built. Um, but you know, her doing that, her getting all the assists, getting all, assists, all the goals. She like, does it on the right and on the left. Yeah, like she she really can go to either side. Yeah, that's um, a good player. Our our scouting player. department knocked it out of the park. Dude, finding yeah, her, her and M A was technically not a rookie. She was playing in Iceland and yeah, they got her from there and Megan Reed. Yeah. Our scouting department does know what they're doing. Yeah. That's actually a very good point. Yeah. No, so I, and, and, and that was a signing, of, not a draft pick. Yeah. And that's, that's one of the things that gives me confidence moving forward. Like I know it's going to be, it's just going to be crazy season with these like two other teams coming into the league and taking a look and grabbing yeah. players and stuff. So I'm trying not to get too attached to any, one player and just thinking like I'm, I'm excited to, to see, Endo, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to. We'll, we'll deal. It, we'll, we'll cross I that think bridge. She's going to be protected. We'll cross that bridge <laughs> when we get there. Um, but yeah, I mean, certainly fan favorites. Like judging from like crowd mm-hmm. volume, Endo's up there. Endo, if not gets number a one, roar when she comes in. Number two, yeah, I think number so. one would be. Who do you think? Who's the number one fan favorite? Probably Allie. I don't know. I think Sid LaRue gets the Sid, Sid does. That's a good point. Sid gets super loud. I think her her celeb and like crowd favorite. Yeah. Is, I think she's at the top. I think that's fair. No, I think you're totally And then right. number two, I think is Endo. I think Endo's up there. Yeah. I think the pink hair just worked. The pink hair worked. I think, I think a lot of our fans watch the World Cup because they're like good soccer fans and endo had a great world cup yeah her her assists and goals were just very good granted she was playing on a team that was scoring like five goals a game yeah so there was a lot of goals to participate in but i think endo had a very good world cup she looked very very good i think her fan favorite status comes from her scoring the first ever goal first ever goal and then getting robbed in the other season opener yeah like yeah she's been involved in kind of seminal moments yeah totally so i I think she's two, and I think maybe yeah, Allie would be three. Yeah, 
And I think Alyssa four. Yeah. I like that. I like that. I don't think I can keep going. But yeah, past that, it's hard to wonder. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. Maybe Didi. People fucks with Didi. People do fuck with Didi. And rightfully and so. And rightfully so. I mean, yeah. I respect that fucking yeah. with. Definitely. Yeah. Guys, it's in the end of another freaking season. A whole, like, a whole second I'm season, like man. I'm like still struggling with <laughs> this feeling. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're in the off season now, and and all other American like, sports the, have kicked into full gear. All so. the other American sports, but like we're on the ups, man. It's like, what kind of minor moves do we need to do? What's like, what strategy are we changing? It's not like, holy shit, we're going back to the drawing board. Yeah, and here's where I get on my soapbox and talk about how we absolutely deserve the best roster in the league because we have the best stadium and the best attendance and the best fans. Like, it's not even close. It's not even close. Like other teams can sell out every now and then if we come to town. Right. And like, you know, Portland has had years and years and years to kind of build that. I do think they have a claim maybe to what mm-hmm. I'm saying here. And and obviously they like, probably have the strongest claim other than maybe. us. Except we're in LA yeah. and they're in Portland. And we all know Portland sucks. And like, I always look to European soccer as like the the model of kind of like you know what how big soccer can get Mm -hmm. and like the biggest teams are in the biggest cities for the most part except for berlin being a weird example of just not really having (laughs) you know but like you know germany i guess munich is is also a big city but you know you think of england and it's just london's got like 4200 you know massive clubs like in in the states it would make the most sense for gotham and for la to be the two powerhouses and for oftentimes gotham and la to face each other in the finals Mm -hmm. and this idea that like parody is what makes people interested in soccer is so backwards and absolutely has nothing to do with reality It, it only works if like you have insane popularity and there's a lot of neutrals like from cities that don't have teams like that's why the NFL can claim caps works and stuff is because they have people from everywhere watching. Mm-hmm. When we don't have that yet, and it's just like we're seeing ownerships that are willing to spend money being held back for arbitrary parity, it gets very frustrating. Very frustrating. Um, you know, and like that's where you know, and just because you want to make it fair between like Kansas City or. North Carolina or Louisville who's pulling like 2,000 people to a game. You want to make it fair for North Carolina to play against LA who's pulling 22 yeah. to a game? They have two. We have 22. Yeah. And it's supposed to be a fair fight. That's not a fair fight. It doesn't need to be a fair fight. Right. Yeah. It doesn't need to be a fair fight. But what you need is a couple powerhouses. Yeah. You need like people capable of like battling each other. Sure. Mm-hmm. But like, let the talent stack up into the cities and the clubs that people actually want to be in. And then like, we're rewarded. Like, I want this selfishly as like, we're packing that stadium out. Like, I want to watch the best players in the world week in, week out. Yeah. You know, like, I don't really want to watch us navigate a complicated free agency and salary cap just to put a competitive product on the field. Quickly back to press. She wasn't playing in the NWSL yeah. because a team had her rights that were refusing to give it up. Yeah. 
and they bought it off of Royals. I don't know how they ended up with it, but Louisville ended up with it. Yeah. And she was like, I don't want to do it. And she had issues with someone in management and they also- Yeah, then got- your, your classic NWSL, like, you know, sketchy, just kind of like fucked up. And then there's, I think Shit. someone in their organization got called out in all the accusations last year. And so she got completely proven correct. Yeah. And they People were like, wow, what hostage. a prima donna. Yeah, yeah exactly. That was the word on her for a little yeah, bit. And exactly. it was like, because she like doesn't fuck with creeps. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. But then was like too classy to put that out there and like right. get into the mud in the press. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Wild, wild. And so then she went and left the league. Yeah. So it's just, I don't understand how that is the like preferred method. I mean, that was the preferred method yeah. before the Sally Yates report, but totally. like, I don't know how much has changed since then, if enough has changed since mm-hmm. then. But again, like the NWSL should not be looking to the MLS for like a model to make soccer successful in America. The MLS has not made soccer successful in America. The MLS is not a model that's designed to do anything except for like, make money for the MLS. It's yeah. not like, and are they even doing a good job doing that? Like, I don't know. They won't show us the books <laughs> yeah, and I'm exactly. sure there's a reason they don't yeah. want to show you the books. Like I guarantee most of that league is running on an, the way, the way the MLS came across in that Beckham documentary was just like a fucking Ponzi scheme. Yeah. You know, this guy, like this slick, like salesman comes in. He's like, Oh, I sold Beckham on this. <laughs> like what a scumbag dude. Like he's like, yeah, I sold him on it. You know, I saw him and like, I just was like, you know, Hey, you can come to America and make soccer popular. And like, you're going to be the biggest deal ever in the world ever. And they just turn around and do the same sales pitch to Messi now. Yeah. You know, it's just like, generationally you'll just go to the next guy go to the next guy go to the next guy yeah men in blazers made the cringiest like tweet today about like can you believe the ballon d'or is from the mls like bitch you fucking know that that guy is not from the mls like he just landed in the mls and like can i believe it yeah i can believe it he's retiring and he's getting some of the fucking apple like broadcast deal yeah, because you can't even like <laughs> sign this guy just like Beckham, just yeah. like Beckham. You can't actually sign him and actually pay him the money. Yeah. So these guys are like getting creative and cutting deals that haven't even existed before, you yeah. know, but cut the shit. If you're in the NWSL, God, if you're listening to this, we're the 141th most popular soccer podcast in North America. That's we got fact, something to y'all. say. You can look that shit up. <laughs> and I'm telling you, if y'all are listening to this shit, do not model this bullshit after the MLS. Model it after Europe. Yeah. I mean, it's like you look at San Diego with what happened with the loyal to the San Diego FC, FC with dude, the like police getting badge. clowned on, like getting clowned on. It's bad. It's pathetic, man. It is. It's pathetic. Just to be another money grab at Snapdragon Stadium. Bro, like... I cannot believe they paid $500 million to be a part of the MLS. It's so crazy. It's a Ponzi scheme. Yeah. (laughs) It absolutely is. And it gets outside of like whatever rules, you know, whatever business rules we have to kind of like not allow Ponzi schemes to thrive. They they get around that just simply by like being a sport, you know. It's a franchise model. Franchise model. They're paying dues. It's literally what it is. The owners don't actually own their club. They're paying dues to have the to use, lease it out to yeah. use the IP. Yeah. 
Because yeah, you play. You're you're like signed by the MLS. Yep. You're yeah. paid by the MLS. Yeah. Every every single player is an employee of the MLS. Yeah, I always remember this with um Jermaine Jones and his weird saga. Yeah, the you know. the, the the infamous uh, hat draw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the only guy that's happened for, yeah. you know, cause he was like really good and really famous, but not famous enough to yeah. get to like pick where he wanted to go. Totally. Man, I forgot about that. And like that always like stood out to me as just, I'm like, what is this Mickey mouse shit? Like, you know, what is going on with, with this league? But like, you know, don't follow that model yeah. NWSL. You could be like, women in America in soccer are in a position to just like not be tied to the dumbass shit that the men are doing. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. they're playing a different game. They're Especially battling a the different quality opponent. Of the national team. Yeah. Like they are trendsetters. Yeah, exactly. For a lot of times they're the standard bearer in women's international soccer. They started the whole shit. Yeah. They're the most successful program. They are. Like internationally they by are. far. Exactly. And the league needs to be held to that same standard. Yeah. And, and holding themselves to that same standard. Absolutely. And it quickly goes back to the fact that we're six weeks away from the expansion draft probably and it hasn't been confirmed. Yeah, because what the fuck is an expansion draft? And like yeah. what is the point of an expansion draft? Like just start a club, go find your own players, man. Yeah. Get your own. If, if you don't have players, don't start a club. Like, you know, I mean, it's just, you know, you start like things get built top down in yeah. a way that like defies physics. Especially you know? when it's like with like NBA and NFL and stuff. It's like, okay, there's not other leagues that can poach players from. That is not the case here. Yeah. It's soccer. You think there aren't women all over the world that don't want to play in the NWSL? Yeah. So well, there are some like, that don't want there to. There are some that yeah. don't, but they're at the, creme de la creme, you yeah. know? And it's like, not to get too negative, but like you see what's happening going on with the Spanish team and stuff. And it's just like, it's crazy still. So it's, it's wild. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. But Hey, if you guys want to hear answers and you want to listen to great ideas, <laughs> This is what this is what you come to end of season eps. Yeah, this is what you come to above the clouds for. Um, we have uh, grand visions for what this league could be. We got agendas. It's hard, it's hard not to be. Yeah, we got agendas. It's hard not to be excited and kind of like optimistic about the popularity and where this this league could mm-hmm. grow and and like how it could turn into something bigger and better. Dude, when you pull, see like they pull better numbers than MLS on broadcasts. Like, really? Yeah. Interesting, yeah. MLS gets lucky for 200 to 250K. And when NWSL's on full Paramount Sports, they're at 300 normally. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Their broadcast deal is up. Like, that's a huge moment for the league right now. Yeah. They could get a really great package. Yeah. Hoping it's with Apple, because then I don't have to keep buying from other people and I can just do all my American soccer in one. But we'll see. Yeah. Rumors are it's going to be spread around. So, but like, I think that's a, that's a big moment for the league. Cause I, I think the broadcasts were subpar this year. Yeah. I, I found a new favorite in Leanne. Uh, she's good. Sanderson. I think she's good. Um, but I like, I the liked image her quality. and that's the only Ooh, that image quality. Paramount plus was bad. Yeah. I hated it. Oh, okay. Maybe I've just like, been, my here's radar. the thing. <laughs> 
The one thing MLS has done well with Apple is they get that 1080p for all their games. And I have absolutely noticed it to the point now where I'm watching other leagues. And if it's not 1080, I actually get annoyed. <laughs> and maybe it's also because I work in film and I'm a snob about that stuff. That might have something to do with it. <laughs> I just love it so much. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know how, um, cause I definitely was not going to get that Apple TV package for, for MLS, but mm. I don't know how they did with like instant replays and it got better. And stuff but like that. It's got that. better. They still have some insufferable announcers, but that's a whole nother thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, that's that's an Urban Pitch article. That is. That has already been written. <laughs> <laughs> and will, will likely be revisited and rewritten again. Exactly. Um, but, I mean, you know, commentator-wise, I thought I found Leanne to be really, really great. I wish she could do every game. Um, and not that I just need a British accent to... Uh, give legitimacy mm -hmm. to the sport that I'm watching. It's kind of like she had, she knew the players. She was insightful. She was kind of funny. She also wasn't afraid to say like, Oh, that was a bad pass. Yeah. And like that I think that's a good makes point. it feel really good. Like you're, you're like, watching with somebody else, you know, and like, yeah, don't like, don't act like it's okay when somebody just like sprays a pass out of bounds, <laughs> completely not <laughs> under pressure. And we, we don't you know, need to find a silver lining. And it's every like, play. That was bad. Yeah. That was bad. Sometimes pro athletes do bad things. Exactly. You know? And like, like whatever. And we move on, you know, yeah. whatever. And like, sometimes people have bad no. games. The you announcers know? are good. And honestly, I don't know. Do you watch Galazzo Network much? Sometimes. Yeah. They started um, a NWSL show that was like one or twice a week. And I actually thought the announcers and the women they had there are good. It's a couple former players who can really speak to the game and know the players and know a lot about the league. Yeah. And so it's like, it's there. Yeah. It's there. We just got to get it out more. And yeah, while I found an announcer that I liked, I did not find, um, I can't really speak to like the, the, the picture quality, but I, I would say that like the camera angles and the, you know, kind of like it wasn't, it wasn't anywhere close to being in the colors. Like mm -hmm. it wasn't really like close to being anywhere near um, the EPL. Totally. And I think that's kind of the standard bearer of, For sure. of camera angles, slow, slow motion replays yeah. and stuff. Like sometimes like you just want to see without any explanation, a slow motion replay of a bit of midfield skill. Yeah. Like that shit does it for me. Totally. You know, like I want to watch the little step over or like the cheeky little turn to get you out of trouble. Yeah. Like that shit deserves a slow-mo replay. You don't really even got to spend too much time on it. Just like, Ooh, look at that, you know, and then we're moving on, you know? Exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah. But there, I mean, there was, you know, watching, watching on TV. I, yeah. It wasn't a great TV product this this year for yeah. sure um and I, I, yeah and especially no pregame show yeah. like i find that shit to be weird where they're like kickoff is at seven and you like go and click the game at seven and they got like loading music kind of playing <laughs> yeah, and yeah, then yeah. they're like Boom. we're here yeah. and like the game is literally about to start um <laughs> And oh, they, here it is. They're kicking off, and here's kickoff. We're underway, you know. And I'm just like, damn, dude. Like, we're not gonna get any hype. We're not gonna watch like any. And then sometimes they're like, hey, thanks for coming. The game started three minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah, let's get it. I I don't know. It's like a if you build it, they will come kind of thing. Like, how are you gonna not have a pregame show and be like nobody would watch it? 
Yeah. I'm like, are you actually investing in this league? Do you actually care about this league? Do you want it to succeed? Then just like give a pregame show. And like, if people don't watch it, do it again the next year. And if people don't watch it, do it again the next year and get better every time. And then like, if people still aren't watching it on year five or six, Maybe, maybe start thinking about maybe you know, it's a you problem. Yeah, maybe it's a you problem. Yeah, <laughs> maybe it's because you never turn the cameras on. Yeah. You know, um, I don't know. Like, I don't know. It just doesn't but seem I, that I, impossible. I think you're really to, right, though. Like, <laughs> Woso does not have a fan problem. Yeah, they have a content problem. You know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like it's not. It's the opposite of MLS. Yeah, MLS has a fan problem. Yeah, <laughs> Woso does not. Yeah, and it should be the easiest pitch to a media partner. Yeah, so I, I'm really hopeful they'll get better partners next year. Yeah, or at least get someone else to come in and do some more marquee games and some bigger productions and yeah. stuff, because it's it's there, it's ripe, it's there, and and I think we would love it. Yeah. So. Yeah. But goddamn, dude, another season in the books. Another season in the books, year two, man. Um. Yeah, I feel like we're still even just like skimming the surface of of topics of right. of things that happened and you know. Um but yeah, thank you and shout out to everybody for listening. Y'all made this year really fun. Um we had a blast as always. Um, you know, doing it's these been shows, crazy cool. chatting with you guys on Twitter is awesome. Um, you know, all the jokes are hilarious. Yes. And you know, please keep, keep making them coming. fun of us. Yeah, yeah, please, please, please. <laughs> um but yeah, thank you everybody for listening. We do not take 141 lightly. We are super happy at this spot. Honored to be here. It's crazy. I didn't believe Jeremy when he sent me the text. 141, <laughs> baby. About to get some t-shirts. <laughs> Until next time, y'all. Until next season. Yeah, everyone um, hold on to your, your pantaloons. This is going to be a crazy, uh, crazy it ride is, here. Yeah. Um, there's going to be some debauchery. Yeah. And we'll see what this roster looks like. Hopefully basically exactly the same. Yeah. I assume relatively the same. I think we could run it back kind of safe, but yeah, let's run it. Let's run it back. And, and year three is going to be the best year yet. Um, yeah. Thank you everyone for listening. Hit us up thank in you, the Twitter y'all. spaces. You guys are amazing. And, uh, and we will be chatting to you soon. Volamos. Volamos. Volamos.